0: Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL, Most Valuable Listener, on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: Eliminate those weak words from your life. You don't think, you know.
0: Hi, this is Joe Peterson. I'm the Vice
1: President of Cloud and Security with Clarify360. I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about a year, and I was drawn in by the energy and enthusiasm of the Women in Tech podcast. Esprit does a really great job in sharing stories of women in tech so that young female listeners can put themselves in the shoes of these women speaking. See, I strongly believe that if we don't show young women the way forward in tech by sharing our stories, then they won't know what's possible. The stories are what creates the value and inspiration. Great job, guys.
0: To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created getpodcastlisteners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out getpodcastlisteners.com. That's getpodcastlisteners.com. Hey, today's personal spot. As I am legit in bed playing hooky from life for the morning, I just wanted to share a little bit about curiosity. We had a team call yesterday and I had a huge oversight on the team call and a large contributor is because I didn't complete the process of curiosity. It's something that I learned in therapy a while ago. And I know that that word sounds really elementary, like, okay, you learned through curiosity in therapy, but it's true that it enhances communication and understanding of others if we lead and default to being curious first rather than making assumptions or judging or thinking we can assess a situation without actually being curious about all the different pieces of a situation first. And so if there's a misunderstanding or something frustrating or anything of that nature, instead of just jumping to a conclusion, what I like to do and what I do my best to do, and I definitely failed this particular week, is to be curious, to really ask a lot of questions and to genuinely be curious about the situation and about what led up to the outcome of the situation before I start to make any you know, judgments or actions in consequence of the outcome of the situation. So I hope that helps a little bit. I think curiosity is a really powerful thing and it's something that I look forward to getting better and better at. Sorry for my raspy voice. This is what I sound like in the mornings when I'm just lazily being in bed, trying to I'm actually not trying to get out of bed yet. I'm trying to <laughs> squeeze out to the last second, but I am creating this personal spot for you. All right. Enjoy the next episode. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest Primarily, I am also a customer of her company. It is so exciting. I can't wait to get into all the things. Coming at us from New York, the state. Hello, Kate. Welcome. She wants to make a point of that, that it is not country. It's not the city. It's the country.
1: <laughs> yeah, far away from the city. So we're a couple hours north. There's farmland and horses all around me. Um, it's not my land, but but my neighbor. So my, my own property looks a lot nicer than it really is. <laughs> so go ahead and kick things off by go ahead and
0: tell us who you are and what you do.
1: I am the co founder and CEO of Lately, which is the only social media platform that actually creates content for you. So, like writing content for you with artificial intelligence. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this for a few years and I get punched in the face every day, <laughs> as you probably know, right? This is kind of a, a theme. Founder for, life. Yeah, founder life. Um, but apparently, I love it because it's, you know, the roller coaster. I love the high highs and I love the low lows. It's all part of it.
0: Right. Okay, you guys. Her tool is like a magical like secret. And uh, you guys check this out. You put a link from the internet, like you're blogging, whatever you worked hours on creating your blog post. And you think like, that's it. And maybe you take like one snippet of your blog and you put in it as a tweet. Yo, you put in the link into lately. I'm a customer. I'm super hyped. You put it in the <laughs> link into lately and it produces 30 to 50 pieces of, of intelligent content for you to schedule out into all your social channels. So and they're unique pieces of content. And what I love about Lately, Lately is like the most powerful repurposing tool. But what I usually don't like about repurposing social content is it's like inauthentic repurposing. It's like almost like like I don't know, just a broken record or something. It's like someone trying to take advantage of the Twitter timeline saying, oh, a few thousand of my viewers maybe didn't see it. So they just post something else just like as a like a habit of posting. Yeah. <laughs> instead of creating something truly meaningful. And so you could take a company, like let's take a company Pex is when I was testing it out. Pex is this amazing tech company in Los Angeles. And there's so many different angles. They've created this incredible like uh, advancements in our industry as well as their hiring and all these different aspects, right? So you have the technology they're creating and how they've been featured in the news. But then you also have that they're hiring, which is really exciting for someone looking for a job. So there's all these different angles. And with lately, I was able to go through and position each of the social posts so it's a different value add. So maybe it's the same link or maybe I take the link out entirely. But- lately had done all that upfront work of creating the 30 to 50 pieces of intelligent content that I just had to tweak them a bit and then send them out into the ether, schedule them. And then I have this full roster of content. And Mm -hmm. on top of that, she didn't know I was going to do this. I'm just so (laughs) hyped on it. And then as a podcaster, you guys, this is still, because I'm a new customer. So this is still something I'm trying to figure out and learn it. But from what I understand, if I create a video piece of content or even like the zoom that we have, but we do heavy editing, right? So it's like it wouldn't exactly be this link but we take a video piece of content i have questions about the audio but not to you i'll ask your support team right but i know with the video piece of content i could upload the video file into lately and what's so cool is i don't even have to have the video file i could just link it to my google drive or my dropbox so it could just read and grab the video file if you know about files it's a lot to have them on your computer and the uploading and all this stuff right so i get the video file into lately it transcribes the entire episode right and Pulls out the intelligent quotes, like really meaningful quotes, so that I can easily distribute that across all my social media. And it's what Gary Vaynerchuk uses to promote his podcast. It's like the most amazing podcast tool. So it's not just, I think usually the term repurposing is just like regurgitated content. And what I love about lately, it's like, no, we help you scale creating meaningful content. And so I just, Kate's looking at me like, she gets it. I want to hug you so badly. (laughs) No, it's like, you could just like pull out this and here's our ad. Like, it's not even intended to be, I'm like, you guys, we're okay. Today's conversation where Kate and I both agreed. We'd love to share with you, like our open stories of being a founder. And part of my open story of being a founder is it's hard. It's really hard. And there's a lot of things. And I'd say one of the hardest things being a founder is doing all the things like marketing is so hard, getting your message out, keeping up. You guys today, here's what my day looked like today at like, first I did a a talk on clubhouse. The very next hour I did an Instagram live. I didn't realize I by mistake scheduled two Instagram lives in the same day. So then I jumped off on another Instagram live and now Kate and I have this interview and that's (laughs) leaving out all the other million things that I've already had to do and all the other million things I have coming up. So imagine now I have to go start writing blog posts and repurposing those blog posts and like, it's like, it's a lot. Like it's a lot. And I feel like lately is just like the tool that says, I got your back. Don't worry. We got this. I'm going to use that. I mean,
1: that's what I wanted it to be. Right. I mean, the video clips feature is the best thing because not even not only do we transcribe and make all those social posts, but it's with the mini video clips of all the cool things that, you know, you say here, right? And I was actually, we didn't build this feature till last year, and I'll, I'll tell you the story. But for almost two years, I was asking interns to manually do that for me. And they mm-hmm. they couldn't do it. And I was like, it's not that they couldn't, but nobody wanted to. And it was driving me up a wall. I can't tell you how many times I reassigned that Asana task to somebody else, you know? And finally, I just asked my team to build it. And they were like, oh, yeah, we can build this for you. And <sighs> then our lives changed a little bit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, look, we have two that we do the same thing. Well, before lately we're, we're pulling out quotes and then you have to listen to the whole interview just to find that it's a lot of time. And the other thing we do is we do a lot of research on women in tech around the world and we keep track of all the news on women in tech. So we have these spreadsheets of news and then someone in the team goes and manually reads every article and creates like the tweet. And now we could take that spreadsheet of hundreds of links that we have, put them in lately and then share and elevate people. I mean, that's the point. Like, it's just, it's so. (sighs) Thank you.
1: I'm going to make sure Chris, you know, does some extra carpet rolling out for
0: you. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty, I I feel like, yeah. So let's get into
1: it. Yeah. Like part of it too. I mean, this isn't, this is about making people's lives easier, but also we really believe in the humans and the AI together, right? So what the little secret that's happening behind the scenes is lately connects to all of your social accounts and it instantly learns exactly what content to pull. The mm-hmm. stuff that it knows your, your customers, your targets are going to be most likely to reshare or comment or, you know, click on basically, right? So that's the little secret. It's not just atomizing it. It's also pulling the best stuff. And it gives you lots of opportunities as a human to get in there and curate it. And this part is important because as you know, and I know the humans drive everything. Like, so Gary Mm -hmm. Vee recently has been saying scale, not even recently, but he says scale the unscalable, right? The Mm. hard way is the way. The hard way is the way. I know this, you know, Mm, for years, people have been telling me, this is my favorite. You're doing it wrong. And I'm like, but it's working. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, like we only use lately and nothing else to do all of our lead generation and all of our marketing, no paid ads, no cold calls and no cold emails because we wanted to walk the talk. And we have a 98% sales conversion. Yo, that's crazy.
0: I didn't know this.
1: Yeah. And we grew sales in the last 12 months from 25,000 MRR to 90,000 MRR. Kate, dude, I'm dying right now. Yeah, we just hit a million ARR on January 24th.
0: Congratulations,
1: <laughs> Thanks. yo, this is crazy. It's a big deal, like, I mean, because we- all still- through social, yeah. all through social? Only only lately, nothing else, yep. And the hard way, so the, what we do is, I don't even have time to do my own podcast. I do a lot of interviews like this. I'm gonna ask you for the file, and I ask everyone for the file, and then we're gonna auto-generate it, Run, grab the text, find all the video clips, get 40, 50 social posts, spread them out over time. And then because we're looking for the people, again, liking, commenting, and sharing, we know that they're warm leads. They're already warm. There's no more cold in our life, right? And then we hand, this is the hard part, right? We, in the human part, we go out and we create conversations. So we watch who's liking, hi, Jim Bob, nice to see you out here, whatever, move them into the DMs. And that demo is the closer. So that that's where the 98% you know, comes in. And as you know, we treat every customer like they're an enterprise customer. So, in order to hang out with us, you have to have a demo, half an hour, and a couple of onboarding sessions. And some people don't like that as free, right? They're like, mm-hmm. well, I want to self service. And I'm like, well, if you don't want to get to know me, then you can't be my customer because this is how we are around here. It's you our know? culture. It's our culture. Yeah. yeah. And it's about, again, it's that human and product and the AI together, you know? And we just learned that walking that talk. Inside and out, I mean, the other thing I should tell you is that my team, 95% of my team wasn't paid for two years.
0: Yo, I have so many questions, but carry <laughs> on with that first. Like, yeah. what's um, that mean?
1: Well, so you know how the stats are, right? So, so female founders only get 2% of all the venture funding It started out at like, when they did this research, I think in 2018, all these articles came out and it was 2.3% of the funding and it's grown to 2.7%. Woo, way to go boys, right? And women, women affect this just as much. I've raised 2.7 million previously. And Joanne Wilson uh, led my last round. She's, you know, the Gotham gal. And for those who don't know, she's Fred Wilson's wife from, from Union Square Ventures. She's balls. And I was raising my first venture round And all the pegs were lined up. I was checking all the boxes and the goalposts kept moving. And I was like driving myself crazy and really taking it personally because it is personal. People tell you it's business and it's not personal, but it's personal, you know, and I couldn't figure it out. And all this data came out and Joanne was like, this is happening to you. And I was like, what? What? And I realized like, because people were telling me that like, there are a lot of men who will take a meeting with you just because you're. A woman and hey I'm easy on the eyes so like extra reason for them to have the meeting right and now I started seeing all this stuff and, and the idea that they'll ask a woman uh, they'll ask a man so how are you going to grow your company and then they ask us how are you going to prevent churn right but you have to learn how to answer the question with the growth question so this is so up and like I'm learning all this. I'm seeing now. I see it happening. I'm like, oh my god! So I have no choice but to drop the burn of the company from hundred thousand dollars to ten thousand dollars a month, right? So that means no more paid ads, which, fine. <laughs> okay, now right. we're use only lately. Yeah, and I had to ask a lot of people not to take paychecks, and then busted my ass to get them all freelance work. You know, me and my other co-founders just kind of passing everyone around. Some person wouldn't take a check this month, some other, another month, you know, whatever. Someone, yeah. Chris still, Chris Bro only gets commission. He'd never had a base. This really? System. Yep. Yep. Wow. And I mean, we're starting to grow out of it, but so then-
0: so no, awesome. by the way, I've done the same. I've done the same so you know, thing. you been here. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that, no, I'm listening to you. I'm like, oh, see, I've done that t- It's yes, validating, right? Yeah. Because you do feel it. It's just because you can't. I've 100 done that. I'm like, if I can't financially sustain you, what can I do yeah. that compensates for it, where you're still financially sustained? I get it. Yo, one time, Kate. I don't think I've ever said this publicly. It was a long time ago with my sports company and I didn't know how I was going to make ends meet. I don't know how I want to say this. (laughs) I legit was like, okay, I'm just going to tell you that I have to tell you like the full thing so I don't look awful. Like (laughs) I legit was like, I have to make it work. And I found like a nightclub, you know, and I worked as a cocktail waitress at this nightclub. We all know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would be fully clothed and they would be really mad and want to fire me because I wouldn't be skimpy, but I sold Good the most. So they wouldn't fire me. And that's how those few months, like I was able to make my payroll. Like. I want to hug you some more. Like if
1: that's what it takes, you just, you know, like you just do it. I know. I know. Like in that, by the way, it's the same thing as like, so I I didn't get a term sheet then and I went through the following year, we had $50,000 that I like made last for a long time. Right. And we got some new clients, we started doubling sales again. And then um, I got us into Calacanis' accelerator in uh, Silicon Valley. Jason Calacanis, yeah. Jason Calacanis, yeah. So... I flew from New York to San Francisco every week for four months, which is, you know, that's not easy. Yeah. And you're doing a live demo day and the whole thing. And I won the final demo day. Yay. And I graduated in the top three of the class. So all these are the good things to do. Right. And I've got a term sheet in hand. I got $4 million circled. I'm oversubscribed. And Jason doesn't like the term sheet. And I don't like the term sheet. And so now I have to choose. And I've got other people wanting to join in, but COVID is happening. So all these meetings are getting canceled. And the term sheet that I have this is recently. Yeah, this is last January. Incredible. Um, so, like, the term sheet I have, like, <sighs> there was this uncomfortable moment where we went out to dinner and it was my birthday, and my husband was coming out for my birthday and his plane got canceled. And so he had to spend the night and he came the next day. So, so I went out with an investor for my birthday dinner, you know? Yeah. And then he wanted to go out for more drinks and then go out for like something, bowling or whatever. And so like I did and it You're was fine. About to die. But like, you know, like nothing happened, okay. but like there was just enough hanging in the air that like, I didn't know when I could leave, honestly, because I wanted this term sheet so badly, right? I've been chasing this thing for two years. I wanted to say, thanks for the dinner. Thanks for the really expensive dinner and for celebrating my birthday with me and to go home and (laughs) drink some tequila by myself and stuff my face with chocolate. But like, I felt obligated to say yes to the next things, you know? Right. And anyways, it was just like, it's not the same as your experience, but it's just same sort of taste where like, you don't know what to do you know? And like, I'm so glad that uh, the whole thing fell through, of course, because like COVID and everything else. And then I cried for a couple of weeks and I, cause you know, Hey, guess what? I failed twice. That feels really good. You know? Yeah. And like, you think, I know I was actually dragging my feet on that term sheet. I could have
0: signed it. I could have closed the deals, but I didn't because I knew something wasn't right. You know? There's all these moments that are really conflicting. Um, when I raised money for my action sports company, I was supposed to raise a certain amount of money and I walked in that day and they said, look, we believe in you, but we don't believe in your co-founder who I love to pieces, but he never left his job. He didn't take the same risk, so we don't believe he's truly committed. So we're not going to give you the money that you came in here for. We're just gonna give you individually money and a lot less. And so it was like, we had planned for, you know, the millions and instead I got, I guess, something different that was applied to the same thing. But I remember leaving and I went to my car and it was like this amazing moment where I felt so grateful that I still got money and in such pain, it wasn't for what we planned for. And I was crying for hours with my mentor and it was this weird like you know contra like what is it like conflicting like good and bad simultaneously i mean yeah. at the now looking back it's all good because that anybody gave me money at all was like really great you know but like but we had spent a year like it was a year on this deal and we had everything mapped out for the millions and when that didn't happen And it created this conflict with me and my co-founder. I'm like, this didn't happen because of you, because you won't take the risks, you know? By the way, he's like, I love him. And he's like, I call him my brother. And he knows the story because he lived it with me. So it's fine. But like, (laughs) but and he's still at the same job, by the way. He did just fine. (laughs) But like, but yeah, I you know, and and this is a total like tangent, but a lot of people ask, do you have a co-founder? I'm not even sure. Yeah, I have three. Mm-hmm. Oh, whoa, that's a lot of yes. human personalities. They're great. A lot of people ask me about having a co-founder, and I've been very lucky. My my first co-founder went on to co-found Box, uh, the file oh, sharing yeah. company, sure. and he was an amazing guy, Sam. And then my other co-founder, Spencer, who I call my brother, amazing people. What I've learned in having a co-founder is: do you respect one another, even when you hate one another? <laughs> because that's
1: why they're brothers.
0: Yeah, right. That's why it is. It's like the hardest relationship, like on moments like that, when we didn't raise like what we intended because of a choice, like you're just like raw, but like (laughs) we would never hurt one another. And so for me, that's what makes uh, like a co-founder relationship. The right one is when you utterly deeply on a core level, no matter what, respect one another, like no matter what, and then no matter how angry you are. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've been absolutely like, I mean, these, I can't do this without them at all. And I've been really lucky. We run a pretty flat organization, Esprit. So it's been unique in that way. And we rarely have conflict. Like almost all of our conflict is (laughs) with advisors or, or our um, investors, (laughs) which has been interesting. And you know their personalities are the opposite of mine for the most part, so that's kind of also why it works. I remember so. Steve is the first co-founder that came along, and and I.
0: Do you know that I was a rock and roll DJ in my no, life? No, tell me. There's so many <laughs> questions. I have so many. I I don't even think we have enough time for all the questions I have. Okay, tell me about being a DJ. That's awesome. Um.
1: So yeah, I used to broadcast to 20 million listeners a day for XM satellite radio, which is why you're listening to Women in Tech. That's my that's my radio. Phone.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's so exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, that's how I know Chris too, because Chris, you know, was in music land for a while as well. And by the way, what I learned in radio influences the AI of lately. So there's a reason I'm telling you about radio, but so when your brain listens to music, the neuroscience right. of music says that to place a new song in your little index of your large index of songs from that you've ever heard, it has to literally access every single one of them to find the familiar familiar touch points to know where to put this new song, right? Right. So like all this nostalgia comes flooding through and it's why, so I was in AAA radio, which is called Adult Album Alternative, Real Radio, Humans, Mostly Live, not at XM, but we've, try to make it sound live with mistakes and everything like that. But it's this idea of taking on a journey, right? So you know this every day. You hold the mic, but your job, the reason you're good at what you do is you make everybody else listening and watching feeling as though that they have a voice and that they are they trust you to come in and and whatever content you're going to give them is going to be something that feeds their soul, right? And same with my job. And I learned how to make fans, listeners into fans or customers into evangelists. That's my superpower. And part of that way is by giving you, because marketing is the same way, something new, something familiar, right? So giving you familiar enough touch points so you trust me to give me your money. Same idea, right? Um, And I teach like a whole writing rules class based on this thing and yada, yada. So I had left XM and my and the reasons why are interesting for another, another day. Well, I'll tell you now, you asked me about my microphone and why my real, like my Shure Your gear is locked up. Yeah. They're all in the other room over there. And the reason is because I can't type. I have a partial permanent disability. And so I talk to my computer all day long. I don't touch it. I can't touch my phone without styluses everywhere, right? Because my body reacts this way to stress. And when I was at XM, this is when this all started happening. I had a really toxic work environment, male boys club galore, sexual harassment. My boss used to ask me if I would hold his penis so he could pee Ah. every day on the way to the bathroom. Bradley, your hand's clean. Hold my penis. You know? So that's just typical. And also I participated in it too, because we didn't know it was wrong. It was normal. It was part of the culture, right? But what sucked was that like the hostile work environment, because of it, we didn't know these words. No one had this language then, you know? But I couldn't figure out like, why was I having a panic attack every day, all day long? Because my boss was like constantly using his male bravado to pull right. me into a literally a room that's five by five and yell at me, you know, about his shitty day, right? And like, then I wouldn't get credit for the stuff I was doing. And I was absorbing all of this. My body was absorbing it. So suddenly I'm incapacitated. I don't know what to do. I learn about Dragon Naturally Speaking, which is the voice activated software I use today. And I hire a woman- I pay her in CDs because I don't have any money because there is no money in radio, right? And XM doesn't believe me because I look normal, so there's nothing wrong with me according to them. And I I leave. I get another job in radio uh, or music, and it's the same thing. Boys Club, and they don't believe me, and you know the whole thing. And I'm doing wow. every kind of Eastern and Western medicine you can imagine, and. My dad kind of, I'm in this, I'm visiting them and I'm crying like crazy constantly. I'm smoking. I loved smoking. So I was smoking, (laughs) toxic. You know that, who's the, who's pig pen? Remember pig pen? I'm like pig pen, but with like toxic energy (laughs) coming out of me, you know? And my dad shakes me by the shoulders one day and says, you can't work for other people. And there's no shame in that. (gasps) Right. Wow. Yeah. And That was the thing he hit on, by the way, because what I felt was the deep shame, because as many women I know do, my first thought always was, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? So the tape running through my head all the time was, it's my fault. You know, it wasn't my fault, actually. It was just the situation. I didn't know how to handle it, and I didn't know how to get better help for it. And so... In the same week, my I read a self-help book that sucked, but it did its job. It, it <laughs> was helping me to, <laughs> as they all know. how
0: candid you <laughs> are. It sucked, but it did the job.
1: They're so cheesy. You're just like, I can't believe I'm reading this. But it, it changed my perspective, which is what I needed to do. I needed to have a new, fresh mindset. And my husband, then boyfriend, heard my dad and went out and got me Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start which I started to read. And Guy says right in the beginning, don't make a plan, just get started. And I was like, well, I don't need your book. So I stopped reading the book. (laughs) And the next day I went to lunch. Uh, It was a very unique lunch where people wanted to hand deliver a product to me for work, which never happened. They happened to be angel investors and they were fans of mine at XM. So that's why they wanted to meet me. No way. And they said, we love you. Here's 50,000 bucks and start a company.
0: And we did. And was it any company or did you already have lately in mind um, or was it even lately this it wasn't time? even lately it
1: was a music case making company it was like mini radio um it was like a widget so we do a new song a day uh, paired with an old song, and they were very carefully chosen and segued by me and Chris. I hired a few other people to work for me for free, he did then too. I hired and... a few people to work for me for free. <laughs> I, I know that. That's crazy. <laughs> and so, um, hired, right? So, we did that. And as I essentially, as I was um, marketing that, somebody else came along and said, You know, you're really good at marketing. Would you like to ditch the music industry forever and come and help us? And we'll pay you a lot more money and put you on the Walmart account. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) that sounds really good. So we pivoted the company and made it an agency. And suddenly I'm working for the largest retailer in the world as a consultant. And I built them a spreadsheet system that got us 130% ROI year over year for three years. And Steve, my (laughs) co-founder, we met and he kept asking about these spreadsheets that I had because he came from this world. He was a serial entrepreneur with several exits, good and bad, and a former CTO and an angel investor. And he was up my ass for like two years asking all about my spreadsheets, drive me crazy. And he kept saying, all you need is $25,000. I'm like, what? Radio salary. I was a line cook before this, you know? And then he's like, and then we'll automate your spreadsheets. And I'm like, (laughs) don't touch my spreadsheets. They're awesome. What's wrong with you? And uh, he's like, then we'll build some wireframes, which is a word I didn't know, right? The blueprints of a website. And so Steve ended up taking his own $25,000 and paying Jason, my other co-founder, to build the wireframes. And they came and showed me one night. And Steve says I was much nicer to him after that, and I remember saying to him, "He's like, are you ready? Are you ready? You know." And I was like, "You know, there's one rule. I have to be the boss." And he was like, ha, 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 ha. "Don't worry, I want nothing to do with that." Because <laughs> he knew, as great, he knew what I didn't know it was coming here. You know, but um, so that that was how Lately started.
0: Wow, that's an <laughs> epic story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There, so there's a couple more things. Like, I love the story and I love how it went into the background of how you got into it. There's just so many directions I could take it, but there's two things that have come up for me while you were sharing. One is one company that I really admire is the email company, Superhuman for how they do customer oh. experience. And I feel like you guys do it the same way. And I just want to jump into that further because we were talking about, do The unscalable things, which is totally opposite of our tech culture. So can you walk us through like the call that I had? You said you can't just like self-serve, you need to actually go through the process. I met Chris, had a call. It's definitely probably talk about that a little bit. And it kind of relates to my other question: was how does your social posting, what does the funnel look like to lead to such Tremendous sales because I think that would help all of us kind of have a framework shift on how we could use marketing. And I'm just going to like call it out. I don't think you'd be opposed. Lately is affordable, but it's also expensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not crazy, but it's not graduating from college, right? (laughs) And so, so like, how? You're not buying a Toyota or a Ferrari, you're buying a Volvo, right? But like, the way you framed it all of a sudden makes it actually really inexpensive to get those kind of results. Yeah. So that's what, that's kind of like what I'm, I, I'd love to have that framework as a founder and as everybody listening. How does the marketing funnel into these sales? And then how do you do these unscalable things in a scalable way to get to the million dollar recurring? Like, that's crazy. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And it's all connected, right? This is what I love about my life right now is like, it all is, you know, making sense to me. Like, as Chris said, like when you're coming through, I heard him saying this in an interview once, you're, when you're coming through life, you think it's a zigzag, but then when you're old enough to look back, you can see it's a straight line. You oh know? my God.
0: I needed to hear that today. It's but good. Right? I'm in the zigzag. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know it. And, you know, I was a fiction writing major in college. So like I had this understanding of oh, same. the power of the pen. You were too?
0: Yeah, I graduated with Shut a BA in creative writing. Yeah, no one has that. That's amazing. I, amazing. High five. You know what? I actually think my creative writing degree is one of the biggest business assets. Like if yes. I had to choose to study business or writing, writing is marketing, it's blog posts, it's communication, it's everything. It's the everything. best education you could have for business ever. hundred percent. And remember, they used to make fun of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's looking now, you yeah. know? <laughs> That's amazing. That's a funny coincidence. That's a very <laughs>
1: funny coincidence. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So, I mean, this idea, this is the, the scaling the unscalable. Like I had some sales experience in, so, because I didn't, Come from a family with a lot of money, I had to always get grants and work for, do work study and stuff like that, and work during school. And so I worked for the school fundraising team. And so I had learned some tips and tricks around that. But what I remembered was how they motivated us. And so how it was so fun to be in that group of people where everyone was getting excited when someone else would win. And there were prizes and stuff, but there was this great camaraderie. And I remembered that, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I was in radio, There was another kind of camaraderie, like, and same with line cook, like, so in the kitchen and in radio and in now startup land, there's no rules. And I love the lawlessness of it. Right. And it takes a certain kind of personality to roll with that, (laughs) you know, I mean, so I love practical jokes we used to do a lot of that. I mean, I worked for a ski area reporting thing where we would we would rip and read from the, the associated press. This is before really the internet. And we'd have to make up a ski report for the other side of the country in the voice of the station. So if it was like country or, you know, news radio or alternative, you'd be like, Woo, swoosh at the pow pow today mm-hmm. and pink shushy cat, you know, whatever. You're just making up these crazy things. And there was all these, all these jokes that we would be constantly like sending each other fake files full of burps and stuff like that. I love that. And I remembered thinking like, oh, and the other thing was, this is because this is all about how we treat our customers and why we get the sales, is that I've had two women bosses, my, my aunt who brought me to to Walmart and then uh, my first radio GM, Candice. And the two things that they both did was they let me run wild. They let me make mistakes and they knew that there was no mistake that I could make that they didn't trust me to make, mm. right? And that's said a lot to me because I, now I think about it, I'm embarrassed about some of the stuff I did, but they weren't embarrassed. You know what I mean? Mm. And so I've, and I've done that a lot with my own team, especially the women on my team and and tried to really recognize like how good it feels to fall up. Right.
0: I love that term, especially as a leader, (laughs) how good it feels to fall up. It does. That's, you know, because sometimes as a, a founder and a leader, I struggle with like my most valuable uh, characteristic in my team, or one of them is I want a proactive team. Yeah, just, yeah. just take action. It's fine if it's not perfect, but let me see that you're taking action and finding solution and like really thinking about it. But then sometimes mistakes happen that I think shouldn't have happened. And then I get frustrated. I'm just calling myself out as a founder. Yeah. But I think like as a founder leader, if I remember this term that you created, fall up, It will allow me more space to experience ease in the process. I know I'm like totally feeling
1: what you're feeling because the risk there is you have to know that it's not going to be perfect. My rule is if if you guys get a B plus, I'm happy. Because if I'm not going to micromanage you, which is what I don't like to do because I don't want to be micromanaged myself. So there's that wild kind of swing there. Like, and we know when we hire people sometimes right away in a week, we made the wrong hire because they can't go with the swing. It's a lot of responsibility to have and and put on someone and a lot of pressure for them to take on as well. Right? So my rule is get me 85% of the way there. And if you don't ask for my permission and just do it, I'm just going to be like, whatever. (laughs) It wasn't perfect, but (laughs) I didn't have time to do it. So. Exactly
0: right? (laughs) Yes. Yes to that. (laughs) Yes to that. You know how
1: it is. And so what we're talking about here, we're talking about trust. It's a big one, right? We're talking about compassion for ourselves, for the people around us. And it occurred to me that like, I'm a wild horse. And if you tethered me, I'm just going to, you know, die. But if you let me run free, I'm, I'm rock and rolling. So like, I have to have other people around me like that, you know? And so, in order to get those people to do, this is internally now, like, so this is called internal marketing. It's not by accident. Like I actually do things. So to make sure my team can sell and, and operate the way they are. Some of those things include like, literally we have an all hands meeting every, every week you write down on the agenda, what you're doing before the meeting and everyone reads it. And so that the, the meeting is actually like, Hey, how are you? <laughs> What's happening in Seattle? It's like, I, literally, it's a water cooler meeting because sometimes we have to like Remember that the person on the Slack message is not an a hole. They're just trying to get their job done, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we have a team offsite every year, except for this year. And everyone comes to my house, and we're between ages, let's see, I think 18 or 19, and I want to say 61.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And people all spend the night at my house, sleeping bags and air mattresses. And we, do something wild during the day, like we went skeet sheeting and zip lining, stuff like that, make a meal and and hang out. And there's no work talk, it's just wild and crazy. And it's super fun because we like each other, right? And we realize that community works for us. So let's create an external community, like let's translate this outside. And, And what we've learned is that our customers, while they care about making money and getting stuff done and having software that helps them, the community is what motivates them. And so with our marketing, you asked about the specifics. So what we do is first we, everybody who comes in as a target or someone who we make a customer, we follow them with our brand on all their social spaces. But then also my intern follows them as me, like on LinkedIn and everywhere else. And so all of us now are visibly watching
0: how you use lately. Mm. Including, you said, including people who like your tweets. Yeah, yeah. How it's, do it's, you how do you export that? That's a harder export. Does someone manually copy? No, this is page? manual.
1: This is manual. Uh, yeah, yep.
0: that's an incredible time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's, we have one person who does that, Katie. Yeah. So like, she's watching all of that, and then she's my person is Janice. <laughs> All right, Janice and Katie, there's the the engines. They're the engines, right? Completely. And and it's in like Katie, I trust her to talk as us too. So she creates conversations. She sees that you like the tweet. She'll be like waving
0: hi, Ispree. You know, just these little things, right? Your social person was on point. I don't know, I don't remember who that was, but whoever was talking to me, I was I said like this is amazing.
1: She's so great. And she's so bubbly. And like, she doesn't really do this anymore. She stayed with us, which is kind of amazing. We, she's not a full-timer. She's a consultant, but um, she's the only person actually who's been, I don't know if she knows this, the only person who's been paid every month for four years, not always on time, but actually always paid. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cause that her work is hard to replace. Right. And what she does is creating those conversations for us. And then also the fact we're all watching you. So we're seeing if you succeed or not, right? We can tell, I know if you just pushed a button and didn't put any human touch on that AI content. And we call people out, Alex Lowe, right? I know who that is. (laughs) I know who's doing it wrong (laughs) because we know you're not going to win. You're going to churn if you're not doing it right. And then we reshare. So we have a, a channel called Sharing is Caring. Inside our own Slack, where anytime we see you guys doing something really cool that we want to help you with, or anytime you talk about us, no,
0: I'm so into you, Kate. Like, <laughs> like you're speaking my language. I'm like, this is I'm the hard part, right? <laughs> yo, I'm I'm in. I'm here. I'm like, she gets me. Like everyone looks at me like, Spree, you work too hard. Spree, why do you give so much of yourself? And then I start questioning myself. Like, want to like, win. Yeah. I started thinking, I started thinking, maybe I am doing it all wrong. Maybe da, 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 and now I'm listening to you. I'm like, she no. gets me. She you understands. Want to yeah. No, that's I all. don't know. But Kate, it's not even that I want to win is I want to elevate.
1: Yeah. You know how to do it it's there. Like, I mean, I spend, I want
0: all of us to win.
1: Yeah. All yeah, exactly. Right. Like I spend a lot, I hate social media. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But Same. it's my life. It's my Same. life. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the beast and it's where like the you're leads my soul are. sister. Dude. Like we, I don't want to say this part, but I will. Cause like whatever. So we're in a very large uh, Slack channel that everybody knows. And I was like, you know, these are all targets or or large mouths, which are good. And there's thousands of people here and I can see who they are. I can see that everybody who's here. So I'm going to get my intern to sign in as me, take this list and then take 25 people a week, start A for me, Z for Chris, M for Lauren, and then find who they are on LinkedIn and send this specific direct message to them, all of them on LinkedIn by hand. Now I know LinkedIn navigator does all this, all the things they do, but like they can't also like what she's doing is she's also gauging if it's working. She can tell me right away, but I have her doing this with a bunch of different lists. So she can say, listen, I got too many for you this week. I don't want to overdo your LinkedIn invites. Oh, I can see this is working. Did you catch this? Like, this is all by hand that we're doing. And it's, it's winning and working. Right. And it, what we're doing is creating wow. conversations. So, with each of these people, I don't say anything. I, I say, What up, Esprit? Great to meet you. Oh my God, just, you speak
0: my language. Right?
1: That's what I say with a long UP. <laughs> and saw you on the blah, blah, blah Slack channel. That's all I say. And then they accept and say nothing. And I write back, So great to meet you. And then maybe we say nothing, but I know they're going to see my stuff. My million ARR video got 18,000 views on LinkedIn on LinkedIn. That's crazy. Right. Cause like I got all these people and the first thing they're seeing is that. And so, and this is not selling. That's the other thing is we don't sell. We, I mean, it's rare. Sometimes we can't help ourselves when someone is just like giving us all the bacon and we got to be like, (laughs) dude, it's too good. We can't just you know drop in here, but it's more about like making that fan and the fans you're doing it for me. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, Chris put, Chris is great because he's so charming and so dry. So he's so hilarious with his sipping of no, the coffee. No, he's extremely no. funny. <laughs> yeah, and because this is the community, the club we're building, right? And this is about like, we, I mean, if we're going to be in this together, if we're going to bleed together, which is what my team has done for me, right? We sure as hell better like each other.
0: You okay, Yo, like, and I want you to keep going too, but Chris has been talking you up. <laughs> Crazy, like you, like, and I hear this all the time because I have this show, so everyone's always talking someone up to me. I'm like, Yeah, cool, cool, you know. And yeah. so, when he was doing it, just honestly, he's like, Yeah, cool, cool, like, great, yeah. you know. And now I get it, like, you're literally okay. Jason Freed has been my favorite entrepreneur my entire career, like, I just idolized Jason Freed and like oh. what he stands for. I have to tell you, like now it's you and Jason Free <laughs> in competition. I'm like, listen, I'm like, she gets how I operate. She gets how I want to be meaningful and I see people as humans, not users. She gets how I want to cultivate culture and create experience, not sell. Yeah. But the thing that you it. do way, Like the part that I suck at and that you're seem to be like an expert at, I'm sure there's a lot of things, but like you really, um, are comfortable with like financial sustainability and you're proud of it. And you're not embarrassed. You're. I find as a culture and I'm definitely, definitely me is I apologize for my value and I don't lead with my value because I question my own self-worth and, and, you know, like in a podcast, how that would show up, is like, yeah, and you can contribute to that, you know, or you add it in at the very end or whatever. And so I would like to get to the place where I stop apologizing for my worth and I start owning my worth. And what I really admire in you is, y'all, you're yeah. And we sell and we make money and that's a great thing. And I'm like, yeah. And there's no like emotional, like apology attached to that. And so like for so many reasons, and I love the meaningful outreach that you're doing and how you're approaching it and you're doing it at scale, but in a very thoughtful, meaningful, manual way, like or as thanks. scales it could get in that way. I just, ah, I just had to stop for a moment because like, <laughs> yeah, you're amazing. Like, thanks. yeah, uh, thanks.
1: Thank you so much. You know, I, I want to share with you that, like, I know that space, like, so, and let me give everybody a couple of quick tips here that people had to teach me. So something easy, and I don't, I don't think you do this, but just something easy is eliminate those weak words from your life. You don't think, you know, I remember learning that the hard way. Someone brought me to a table at a meeting in at Ogilvy and I had to do my presentation. And I was like, oh, I we I think that he was like, I've hired you because, you know, and you just embarrassed me in there. You know, and I was like, wow, now I got that lesson. Right. And then there's other things that we do a lot. We say I do it, too. Probably maybe I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> right here here all how soft and weak that is that's woman weak you know now I like to joke and say I have resting bitch writing face because (laughs) (laughs) I have to use a lot of smiley faces so I don't sound like a total douche you know (laughs) but I know this but like the other thing too is really you know the understanding of there's no shame in selling and admitting what the objective is what it does is it just pulls the guys away. It's That's the slicky part. Slicky, slimy part is when people are pretending, right? So let's just not do that. Let's just be like, I want to sell you some shit. And my shit's pretty good. <laughs> but if you don't want to buy it, it's cool. If you don't want to listen, it's cool. But like, you know, let me, you know, I, I know I'm going to pop your eyeballs out of your head for in 20 seconds. So how about that, right? And I think the other thing too is I'll teach you a trick that someone taught me yeah, on please. the plane. You know, so I told you that I, I can't type. So you can imagine those plane rides for me out to San Francisco in nine hour day, I'm not getting any work done on either side of this trip, right? And so I made a conscious effort to do something I never do, which is like, I'm going I'm to chit chat with people. I don't like chit chat because I talk all day long, right? So I decided I'm going to do this. So I, one day, I, this woman sits down and she's, uh, she's a wellness neuroscience Neuroscientist. I was like, that is cool. i never heard of this before. Yeah. And she coaches me for six hours for free. <laughs> I, she was going to meet with Oracle and um, work with their executives. And so I said, so she was reading over her speeches and things. And I said, What's what's the one thing that is like everybody's favorite takeaway from you? And she's like, Oh, it's this. So what she does is she has people stand in a circle and she tells them to stand up as tall as they can and really feel that string pulling them and think, This is my dignity. Right? <gasps> this is my dignity. And then to pull your shoulders back and think, this is my strength, right? T, dignity, strength. And then just to shift your weight, if you can, back a little bit and imagine you're getting perspective here, right, by doing that. And this is my vision. So it's dignity, strength, and vision. And then she says, I have them pronounce out loud the sentence, I am committed to XYZ after doing this and so what's amazing about this why I loved it is because I used to do I used to go into the bathroom at Starbucks and get those um, paper things that you put on the toilet seat and put them on my hands and do push-ups before a venture capital meeting oh <laughs> so I'd get a little pump Brilliant. and feel strong <laughs> so That's disgusting amazing. but I did do that and I was like wait this is a better version of that <laughs> <laughs> <It's> much cleaner <laughs> no, was gonna look at me funny
0: oh <laughs> my gosh, you're yeah, so
1: it's a good one to just assess like that that there is no shame in what you're doing. It's back to my dad. Remember he said that. You know? He doesn't remember saying this, which is funny. I was asking him about it yesterday. He's like, I didn't
0: say that. Like, uh, to bring it, to bring it full circle so, and I feel like we wrapped it up, but just to make sure everybody has context. So you go through like everybody engaging with you in the different areas where Mm. there's people that you could potentially engage with. And then you start meaningful engagement with them online in a non-scalable way. And then the people who want to sign, how do you get to the part where it's like, want a demo? How do you get to that part?
1: Yeah. So in the middle, like one of those ways is we'll see a lot of cool LinkedIn threads where someone is like literally talking about repurposing content and they're walking through the manual way to do it. There's a lot of those. And so right. Katie will drop that into our lead gen channel and be like, hello, pile on. And so we'll, we'll pop in and just be like, wow, that sounds like a lot of work, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Just like Chris is really good at being casual there. So we get a lot of leads from that. And then, cause people will just look at your profile immediately and see what you do. And they're like, whoa. Or the
0: other tricksy thing we we have a customer slack channel. Wait, literally he just writes, whoa, that's a lot of work, but doesn't say yeah. anything else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We can do well, it depends. We'll kind of take the temperature of the room. Like sometimes, like there's this one guy who's like trying to compete with us. And so with him, I just clobber him and say like, um, this already exists. And I put a video, <laughs> you know, like, cause I don't give a shit, but, um, like we also have a customer Slack channel and we have a sharing is caring channel for them, for you. I don't know if you know this, but you should get in there. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can drop anything you want in there. And like, it's supposed to be for that community to share. And so if you do, my whole team will pile on it and reshare. And, you know, people say, I'm looking for a little love on this or whatever, yada, yada. Um, Oh, that's so cool. It's great. So, but from those, you know, threads, et cetera, once we get them into that, it's just about getting them a demo. So like eventually somebody says, oh, I, most of the time they say, I heard about you from, I, I do, you know, hundreds of podcasts. So that's part of it. And the AI is finding the right, you know, people they'll say, oh yeah, I heard about Lily. I never knew what it was before. And it's sometimes, as you know, Esprit, it's like, you got to just keep having an asinine conversation, frankly, sometimes like 16 touch points into it. You know, I usually try to wait for them to pick it up, but like sometimes if I have to push the sale, what I literally will say is no sales sweat, all caps that. However, you know hold on to your eyeballs because they're about to pop out of your head eyeball logo emoji whatever yeah. colon 50 second video and almost every time someone goes oh, right so that's kind of you know one way to do it i teach a writing class by the way and on all these call to actions and how No to, i
0: want to take this can we oh, sign come. up for your class how can yeah, we do it Yeah it's every
1: um it's every so we teach a class every tuesday at um, 2 p.m. Eastern. The next master writing class that I do is this coming Tuesday, so You'll
0: send it to me, I wanna sign up for it.
1: Yeah, you probably get the emails and like don't even realize it or they're going to spam, um, but we'll slowly sign you up. So we do live, we auto-generate content from a video, and then I'll go in and we will optimize each phrase in a way that shows you like all the tips and tricks that we use to get our customers, right? And in fact, this is the the AI is being trained on this right now. It's in beta. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh (laughs) So you can like push a button and sound like Kately.
0: The reason why I say this is amazing is because you don't sell software. You sell experience like here. You're like, and here's the educational aspect. And here's the, I care about you aspect. And here's the culture aspect, like, You don't sell software, you sell experience. And I think selling experience is the most rewarding thing to sell. Thank you.
1: One of my advisors kind of put it this way the other day because we're trying to grow up market, right? And sell different things. I'm having to learn a little bit of a different language, right? Because those customers don't care how nice I am, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, And she said, you know, from radio, you're amazing at B2C. That's what you learned how to do. With Walmart, you were doing B2C because it was um, helping the poor with income tax credits and financial empowerment. So that's who we're trying to reach. And she's like, but, you know, reaching B2B is not actually your default. And she's right, right, you know? I know Brian Kramer, is our friend, and he's the guy that said, there's no more B2B or B2C, it's H2H. And he's right, and he has been, right.
0: Yeah, human, human, yeah. So uh, that's what I got from Jason Freed. You don't sell the businesses, you sell the people.
1: Yeah, and now I'm learning that's totally true, except... When it comes to enterprise, because like I said, they don't care because there's something, there's nice people who will champion you and that's great. The champion is good, but the buyer, you know, they've got a whole different bottom Mm -hmm. line to go to. And we learned that painfully before, which is why we stopped doing it. But anyways, here we go again. And what I, here's what's interesting to me. You're talking about the SaaS process and like changing it. And I believe that the whole SDR bank and all that shit is fundamentally broken. I hate it. I hate being on the receiving end of that stuff. And so we didn't want to do it, right? Because do unto others. But what I know is that we have to, we're crossing the chasm here. So how do I take what I know is working now and don't break it for God's sakes, right? But. Somehow metaphorically apply it to this new thing. Mm. I don't know the answer. (laughs) That's the exciting part of this time. For the first time in four years, I know I'm going to get a paycheck every month this year. (laughs) So I can worry about
0: this. Yeah, instead of that, you know. Wow. Well, I know, I know we're at time and you're about to go on your right. date. So I, I, don't, I, I could talk to you for forever longer, but I, I want to be really you. respectful. You're amazing. How can people connect with you? And 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 I want to make sure we do a screenshot before you leave, but how can people connect with you?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Esprit. And hi, everybody. Thanks. Thank you for listening. I'm on LinkedIn, Kate Bradley Chernis, of course. And then I'm on Clubhouse at Kate Lee. K-A-T-E-L-Y and everywhere else, it's lately AI. You can you can find us in all the places, and we're very friendly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we want to have a beer with us, I promise. And Especially we'll for-
0: include it in the show notes too. Can you spell your name for everyone who wants to find you on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's K-A-T-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y. And then Chernis rhymes with Furnace. So it's C-H E R N is in Nancy. I S is as in Sam. That's my I married a rock star. Oops. <laughs> new <laughs> job hazard from my old days. So
0: that's just <laughs> Kate, you have been just, yo, like I'm walking away from this. You guys, I don't even feel like I just did a podcast interview. I feel like I just had a mentor session. <laughs> like, like this is just you, you operate in how I aspire to, I think I, I do emulate a lot of that and I aspire to be better. And I feel like you're just a I interviewed this this leading woman at a huge tech company once, and she said, I never understand why juniors want to meet the very senior people. They're too far away, and you can't really mentor someone so far away. You want to Get mentorship from someone who's just, just like a little bit above you, but it's attainable, you know, and more relatable. And I feel like that's you're like the little bit above me, but I'm like, oh my God, she gets it. So if I just do this, this, and that, it will fix all the problems I have right now, you know? <laughs> like, so that's just so thank you. Kind. Thank you. Just, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for staying like a couple minutes over. And like if you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember go to the women in tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. It takes you straight there. Women in tech vip.com. Say hello on social at women in tech show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys. Talk to you guys. here. you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. It's Kate bradley Turnis,
1: I'm the co-founder and CEO of Lately. Some people call me Kate Lee, And Lately is the only social media platform that actually creates content for you with the power of AI. We're based out of Stone Ridge, New York, so not the city, the country. And you're listening to
0: Women in Tech.